Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. It's a Dapper Devil production, see? Everybody and welcome to another episode of Glee. Glee. Aggressive. Aggressive. My name is Karina Stokes. My name is Ian Brodsky, and today we have a very special guest. I'm so excited to have her on uh, the podcast today. She is an actor, writer. Um, I believe. Are were you the first one to be both an actor and a writer on a mod team at UCB, which is like the house sketch teams, which is a big fat deal if you were a UCB <laughs> person between its inception or conception, inception, conception, and like 2019. Yeah, um, I, no, wasn't the first. I, I was inspired by people like Natasha Vainblatt, Frank Garcia mm. Hale. They were also writer-actors, and that was a uh, goal of mine for a very long time while being at UCB, and I got there. And I was you very, did it. very happy to. And that, <laughs> yes. and that voice is Lanny Harms, everybody. And she also <laughs> hosts a podcast called They Thought I Was You. Um, tell us a little bit about that. Yes, that is my Mary-Kate and Ashley podcast that I co-host with Becca Roth. Uh, We put it out weekly. Um, I'm very passionate about it. I was a huge Mary-Kate and Ashley fan as a kid. And we really, um, both of us were in this position where we uh, have all of this Mary-Kate and Ashley like passion and knowledge and like have nowhere to put it. And also feel like there's so many more other people out there because they had tons of fans who also don't. And also, like, we're kind of reckoning right now with what, uh, how we treated women mm-hmm. from the late 90s and early 2000s and Mary-Kate and Ashley. Um, there's a lot of lessons to be learned in their story. So we're going through their timeline from start to finish, and we are dissecting every little bit of moments, all of the TV shows, films, and press, everything along the way. So if that I interests that. you, check it out. Amazing. <laughs> Awesome. God, knowing the the feeling of like I have all this knowledge and nowhere else to put it is the most relatable <laughs> sentence. <laughs> just yeah. like yes. I just it's all in there and someone someone's got to know about it. The number of That's times how I felt. accidentally triggered like a Broadway rabbit hole where I just like fish out <laughs> knowledge from like 2004 that I collected from Wikipedia. <sighs> Oh my this god. This is why yes. podcasts were invented. So all of us who have spent so many years collecting knowledge can just spit it out into the universe. Absolutely. It's for niche passions to just yes. be finally released. Which is why I'm so happy to be here. Yes. Yes. Um so the episode we are talking about today is season two, episode seventeen, entitled A Night of Neglect. Yes. It originally aired April nineteenth, two thousand eleven. Uh fun fact, that means my brother was one year old when this Aww. episode aired. Isn't wow. that fucking what? wild? Yeah. You have a baby baby brother. I do. He's wow. except now he's significantly less baby because That's gotta be crazy for you. Yes. Wild. Yes, so here we are. We're watching Glee. How much Glee have you watched before this? We're asking me? Yes. yes. <laughs> None. Okay, this is my... Yes. Uh, <laughs> we love this. 
Okay, I, I I should say I had I, there was one episode I watched because I I was a huge musical theater mm-hmm. nerd as mm-hmm. a kid, um, along with my Mary Kanashi obsession. Um, but it started more in high school. Like I was definitely one of those people who was recruited by Wicked to like fall in love with musical theater. Um, and so I loved Kristen Chenoweth because mm-hmm. of that. And yep. so I did watch the Kristen Chenoweth episode of Glee when that came out. But um, I was so confused <laughs> and I didn't know what was going on. So yeah. I did not watch any other episodes of Glee after that. <laughs> did this episode make anything less confusing? Um, you know what? It actually made me realize um, I, sh- I didn't need to be so confused with that Kristen Chenoweth episode. <laughs> the whole, like, yeah, that's I was the prob- right answer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, um, yeah, I just kind of realized, oh, this is... This is always just like a fun karaoke show. Like you don't have to worry about the through lines quite so much. I mean, tell me if I'm wrong. But no, like, it's that's... a fun nonsense show. Yeah, and okay, you're great. right, like almost to a fault because we've discussed in the past, like time in Glee and continuity in Glee is whatever it needs mm-hmm. to be. Right. And I would say, like this episode in particular, Ian. Correct me if you disagree here, but I think this episode in particular is extra nonsense. Agree. Like absolutely. Oh, I can't wait to hear how. Because, yeah, I'm, <laughs> I have so many notes of like, wait, why is this? And so I can't yeah. wait to see yeah. what is I th- you new to this episode. And, um, I mean, just to catch you up, Karina's seen it a, a handful of times. I have not seen it. I've seen maybe all of four episodes before doing this oh. podcast. Um, okay. So this one Great. is brand new to me as well. And even a lot of my notes boil down to, <laughs> wait, why are they? <laughs> This is an episode that I think I've never liked once in the amount of times that I've seen it. I don't it's, blame you. Oh, good. It is, oh, you brought me into a bad episode. Thank you so much. Yes, <laughs> Thank welcome you to so much. the best gift we can give, which is a terrible episode of Glee. <laughs> it's not the worst episode of Glee, but like in terms of season two where things have been going pretty well, I'm like just disappointed to have to consume this mm. one. And this is coming Mm. off of the mixed bag that was the regionals episode. So we are post-regionals. They're going to New York. This is established. Um, We have this, like, recap that's very quick and dirty. Like, yeah, Gwyneth Paltrow's here. She's the substitute. Sexy on a whiteboard because Will is dating her. Um, Finn and Quinn (laughs) are together, and they're heading to New York. Yep. Um, Also, Sue is still pissed off at everyone. Sue is still pissed off at everyone. So we open, of course, then on Will Schuster doing math, which... Hey, <sighs> hey, did you do the math on that equation that he writes down? No, at first... Okay, I did not follow this because I thought he said they need to make $500,000 to go to New York, and I went, what? And yeah, I... I was just wrong. <laughs> I was wrong. I'm sorry. They're actually chartering a cruise to get to New York from Ohio, <laughs> and that's how it's gonna... Oh, they're in Ohio. Okay. They're in Ohio. Does that clear yes. some things up? Kind of. It contextualizes things a sure. bit. Mm-hmm. So Will, stuck in the past Schuster, um, <laughs> believes that the best way to raise money is to sell saltwater taffy, uh-huh. which is not true objectively. Um, but what he writes on his whiteboard is just incorrect math because he writes that we need to make $5,000. So if we multiply that, that by 0.25, it'll equal $20,000. No. <laughs> Will, if you multiply 5,000 by 0. 0.25, it's like 1250. Like, it is just not, you're doing it wrong. Hang Cle- tight. He's an 5, educator. 5,000 times, 5, 000 times 0. 0.25. Yeah, that's $1,250. Yes. Or 
pieces of saltwater taffy. Which right. Oh, he just I didn't did, even think to verify. He it. just did the wrong thing. <laughs> what neither. he's trying to do is how many quarters do will equal this many monies, and he didn't. <laughs> he didn't do it right at all. And he's teaching our wow. youth. And he's a Spanish oh teacher. God. We canonically do not have a math teacher in this universe. Good thing he's not wow. the math teacher because right. it really fucked it up. Yeah. Um, I do love that Brittany's immediate, immediate response is, I love salt water. <laughs> Just chef's kiss Brittany line off the bat. Did you ever have um, to sell anything in high school? like, Or like in schools, like fundraising, like door to door or in your mom's office selling? No, but... When I was a Cub Scout, mm-hmm. which is probably one of the more believable things about me, I, <laughs> w- I did sell the most Boy Scout popcorn that year. Wow. Oh. Yes. Is that the holiday popcorn, like the, the caramel, cheddar, and I think regular? so. The big tins? I, I think so. I just remember, like, not even really knowing what was going on, just being like, oh, well, I guess Girl Scouts sell cookies, Boy Scouts sell popcorn. I'm going to hawk this popcorn. <laughs> and I did, and I got some sort of reward for it. I don't remember what, but, you know, uh-huh. short answer long, yes, I did. I'm surprised because you did so many arts things that you didn't have to do art selling fundraisers. Yeah, but this was yeah. in, like, a demi-affluent suburb of New York, mm. so somebody had, like, there was at least, like, three or four parents that had the money So you to had donate. boosters. We had boosters. Mm-hmm. We had ad sales. We had, like, the Clark's, ta- like, the, like our um, executive producer was really good at, like, uh, grant writing, so. Oh. Yeah. Oh, your executive producer of your school? Of, or? Um, of, like, our children's youth theater. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Okay, yeah. We didn't have that. I, I definitely sold chocolate bars for my marching band. <laughs> we had to sell wrapping paper, which I think is, like, oh, the worst. Oh, that too. I remember that. I think there was a wrapping paper sale for, like, high school like just general high school like that happened and they had everyone in the auditorium and show you all the yo-yos you could win if you sold mm-hmm. x amount yeah yeah and it was yeah, always yo-yos. Early 2000s like <laughs> it is always yo-yos it was like you're gonna get you're gonna go annoy every single adult in your life and you will walk away with this yo-yo yes and then your mom <laughs> and will be so is gonna it. have to drive all over town to fucking deliver this wrapping paper that people agreed to buy yeah and no mm-hmm. one's happy so they quote have to push this. They have to push this stuff like crack. Bad not a messaging. great line. To, yeah, bad messaging. This is where I realized that I did that I did not understand what math was going on here. Um, <laughs> and we also learned that not only are the Glee Club kids super neglected in this universe, but so are Mike Chang, Tina, Brittany, and Artie, the mathletes. Essentially, they are the academic triathlon. Academic de- decathlon. De- thank you. This was introduced in this episode? Yes, and we will never see it again. That was my next question. Wow. Thank it was you. introduced and dismissed in this episode. They were just, they needed an excuse. So this episode's like weirdly meta in the way that it's like, you guys are ignoring us, at, like the characters are saying it, but it's also oh. kind of like, those are the actors who haven't really had a chance to shine much this season. Yeah. So That's this is okay. this is a big meta episode of them being like, yeah, we know we haven't done anything with Tina and Artie and Mike and to a lesser extent Mercedes who gets her plot later in the episode. Right. So by saying we've been on this secondary team this whole time that none of you have been and you've all been ignoring us, it's the writers poking fun at themselves and then still continuing to do it. So. Man. Wow. I okay. thought this was going to be the Mike Chain plotline that we, like, deserve. Follow through? No. Nope. We get one 
very great dance number at the end to Jack uh-huh. Johnson of all fucking things. Which yes. is great. We'll get there. We'll but get like there. I fully was hoping that this was gonna be a Mike Chang, at least be plot The beginning line. of Mike Chang's great reign. Yeah. No. It's one no. it's a one off joke where they compete in an academic decathlon with one of the categories is uh cat diseases. I mean, good for them for like cat diseases that Brit- the one thing Brittany knows better than anything, which I love that for her. I love that yes. that's her character <laughs> game. Is that she is the quote stupidest person there, believes in Santa Claus or whatever, but knows mm-hmm. everything about cat diseases, um, <laughs> and that they bribed her with dots. The candy, the worst of all candies. Oh, I disagree. Yeah. What? I'm not going to say it's my favorite candy, but I like it. It's like a subpar like yeah. gumdrop. Give me a gummy bear any day. Uh, yeah, gumdrops. I mean, yeah, I That's feel a... like those are the only kinds of gumdrops I've ever had. So right, you can buy gumdrops. <laughs> it is a gumdrop at CVS that are called spice drops which have like a sugar coating mm. on them and they're like oh, they got a little better sure. texture they're not quite as bouncy right you're like a gumdrop expert i was actually just talking about these earlier today so <laughs> oh because of the episode no because my mom really likes them and she's like man i really wish i had some spice drops in my uh, my desk drawer right now but she, i love that but sometimes yeah. she gets stressed <laughs> out and eats the whole bag when she's at work so she's trying not to keep them there but got it so I want to be clear, like these characters, this, this is season two. This yep. is like midway through season two, right? Towards the yes. end. Yeah. Towards the end of season two. Yeah. And so none of these four characters have gotten like any screen time well, like, other than a couple side lines here Brittany and Brittany has had a couple plot lines more this season because she's part of the um, lesbian couple that's going to one oh. day change the world. And. Mike, Mike is wasn't is was literally nothing but like an extra. He was basically nothing season one. So this is pretty good for him. Tina okay. and Artie have been here since day one, and they've gotten like one or two plot lines between them. Artie has definitely mm. gotten more than Tina, though. Yeah, and like we say it a lot on this podcast, justice for Tina justice because Jenna Oshkowitz is talented as hell. And they just have not yet done anything with that. And we're going to see that happen again in this episode down the yeah. line. See, that's nuts. Because to me, as an outsider, like, I personally don't feel like you really need to give every single character a, a full storyline. Like, mm-hmm. I thought this was a show about, like, Leia Michelle, Finn, and uh, Naya Rivera. Like, right. that's... I, I just thought it was those three, and then the other ones just, like, were in the background. <laughs> so, I don't know. And it could be that, but they also try really hard to, like, add all these other characters and sort of give them plots and then take them away. So they're trying to really balance it, but not very. Okay. they're not doing a good job at all is really their problem. It seems clunky. Yeah. Yes. It's a clunky yeah. ensemble show about those three people. Okay. Yes. Yes. Or if you include like. Will Schuster. Which, the, unfortunately, the show will continue to include Will Schuster. <laughs> we get, like, so then we get this, like, whole idea, like, we're a school club, the school should fund it. Yeah, um, true. Which means, but, like, instead, they're gonna have to sell just more taffy. That's just the solution is just, like, we're gonna hawk more taffy. Sure. Okay. Um, <laughs> enter, once again, Cheyenne Jackson. I don't know his character's name. I just know that he's Cheyenne Jackson. I believe, is it, mm-hmm. is it Dustin Goolsby? Dustin or Justin? It's one of those it's two. It's Dustin, and I think it's Goolsby. It's definitely Goolsby. Sandy Ryerson? Ryerson? Yes. And 
Terry, Will's ex-wife. Yeah, um, Terry, who's been, like, in the credits all season, and this is, like, the second time we've seen her. Right. <laughs> right. Um, good for Terry, though. She got that assistant manager promotion. Yeah. <laughs> One point for continuity. <laughs> um, they do like to keep some plot holes or plots <laughs> <Yeah>. going. <laughs> Side plots. Very funny. I don't know if this is problematic, but very funny Funny that um, Sue Sylvester goes bow hunting for hobos. Mm. It's not not problematic, but... <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Definitely I, problematic. <laughs> I don't know if I know what bow hunting is, so that's probably where my... It's hunting is. with a bow. Okay. Yeah. Oh, oh like it's B-O-W. What you would... Okay. Yeah. Okay. I know that is archery, and I wrote B-O, like Burnham. Oh. So. <laughs> like Robert hunting. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Sure. That's what his name is short for. Yes, yes. Common denominator, they all hate Will, and so now they're all going to band together to destroy the Glee Club. Yeah. And make them implode before nationals. This is straight up like, oh, do you think it's funny when Jane Lynch is takes her dramatics up to 11 and acts like a supervillain? What if we did that very literally? Right. Like... Here she is. She literally has formed a group which she has called the League of Doom. Right. So mm-hmm. it's not subtle, but... No. And she's not really a villain in other episodes. This is like the... She just got... In my recap, they said she's mad. Yes. And now she's like actively sabotaging. She, they is go that... through this... They go through a cycle with Sue where she is... She hates the Glee Club. She wants it destroyed. She has an episode where she grows a heart and like gets along got with it. them. And then maybe two mm-hmm. episodes later, the cycle resets. So I think this is about her third or fourth time trying to destroy the Glee Club after yeah. deciding not to. Okay. She's, That's like her character thing. Right. Yes. Like, she's definitely an antagonist, but it's Jane Lynch. So it's like, you can't yeah. you can't hate her totally. Okay. Um, okay. I do love that um, Terry was like, yeah, what kind of meeting doesn't have bagels? And I was like, you're correct. Um, mm-hmm. And, um, I don't think people in Cleveland think that, but yes, the the New York writers' room believed that. Yes, right, exactly. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> they also scored this whole scene with straight up just like super villain music. They were like, yes. "We're gonna lean fully into it. It's dramatic horns and like." Yes. Yes. So campy, and I was like, "Okay, this has all just been a a ruse." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is what I wish, like, I wish there was more camp. I like it when they go full camp. Right, like, mm-hmm. and it's, like, you feel like that's what this show should be. But mm-hmm. sometimes we have to try to get serious or try to get meta or, like, commentative or whatever. And we just end up going down three routes. Now, Lanny and I did take a UCB class together, which was how we met. And we mm-hmm. both know that, you like, you gotta pick your lane and you gotta be specific. Mm-hmm. The fact that yes. they kind of went down three or four at a time within the past yeah. two and a half seasons, mm-hmm. not the best And move. you know what? I was kind of reflecting on this because I, especially after watching this episode, I I feel like there was a, there was a, a universe where I could have like watched and enjoyed this show. And I think part of the reason why I didn't was because I went to, I went with theater school with like in New York at Fordham University. Um, and the, people were watching it. And I couldn't tell how seriously people were taking it. And I feel like people who were watching it weren't sure how seriously they should be taking it. (laughs) And it was very confusing to, like, witness, to, like, know, should I watch this or is it a joke? Or is it, like, you know? And I 
I would I it's it's fine to be either, but like I feel like people watching it can never decide and the show itself can never decide. Yes. It's a fair assessment. I would say that's okay. very accurate. Great. Just wanted to get that <laughs> off my chest. And I now that I know what it is, it's like you can enjoy it for what it is, yeah. you know? Yeah. Sandy's a small-time mar- medical marijuana dealer, quote unquote. Um Mm. Also He's just, also a predatory gay, he describes yes, himself as. Just fully Aye. glossing over the fact that he lost his job because he was A predatory, B with like predatory with students. Yes, and Ooh. which is Wild which thing will, to be cavalier about. And it will come yes. back tragically when he's tasked with hosting a school club. I'm pretty sure you can't be allowed to do that if you've been fired for inappropriately having relationships with your students, but Oh, well. Okay, okay Glee. Sure, Jan. Um, um, Sue goes around and gives everyone code names. The yes. only thing that I noted here is that she refers to Terry as the honey badger and says, look it up on YouTube, which <laughs> dates this episode spectacularly. Yep. It really yes. does. That, mm-hmm. that was the year of honey badger don't give a fuck. But Holly's back. Gwyneth Paltrow um, is back. Um, yep. She is her Holly Holiday self whatever that means to you. Um, in this case, um, she's both awesome and unavailable at the same time, and that's why you love her. Sure. Uh, Not a fan of the so Taffy So 2011. Plan. Yeah. It is! <laughs> Yo, this is another episode where it just reeks of, like, white men tried to write parts for women. Yeah. Uh-huh. They're like, look how um, cool this girl is, and we're like, well, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Let's have her sing an Adele song. It's fine. Um, oh my like, god! Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, you got like she essentially says you got to think bigger because your your crazy ex wife, real feminism there, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> said the white man, um, messed with your brain and now you can't dream big. So you have to do a night of neglect, a benefit night where we raise money and everybody comes to see your Glee Club. These neglected kids sing. Neglect neglected. songs by neglected artists. Here's the thing. She's right in telling Will that selling taffy is a bad idea. It is. Yeah. I don't think her idea is any better because right. no. the whole point is that no one likes these kids and wants to no one wants to support them. Why would they willingly pay American money to go sing them hear them sing songs by artists they, they don't know? They probably don't know songs that they probably don't know either. And here's my big question. Um, why are we having such a long walk just to get to what type of fundraiser that's going to be? Yeah. <laughs> we spend so much real estate at the top of this show, like just figuring just out what the rest of the show is going to be. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It's like a meeting for a nonprofit where they're just like, <laughs> how are we going to bring in the funds this year? <laughs> and in the end, they get no funds. Exactly. No it doesn't matter. Either. So why are we spending so much time trying right. to figure it out? Um... And of course, like this is where like all the the modicum of growth that Rachel Berry had in the last episode is just out the goddamn window again. Yeah, because she wins. they say neglected art- artists, and Rachel goes, "Oh, like me." I know she wins one MVP award at the end of regionals, and is suddenly back to being insufferable. And not only that, she was the goddamn star of regionals. She was in every yeah. number, heavily featured. Who would so? Who would you define as a neglected artist? Oh God. Huh. I don't know. I mean, like if like, someone was like, if someone came up to you and was like, "Hey, I need you to perform at this concert, but you need to pick within this theme, and I need you to perform an artist who you think is underrecognized, under underappreciated." Okay, I'd say Kelly Rowland. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's a, a good. One. That was my 
that's my first impulse yeah i absolutely <laughs> agree with that um i mean i do think uh leaky lee that tina brought up yes. is a good example because i think she like i as little as i know about her i think she's great mm-hmm. um my problem is that like i would just bring up all of like the like underground indie artists that i know and that i listen <laughs> yeah. to and they would be like no ian you, you just have very obscure taste in music right <laughs> what what's the difference between a neglected artist versus someone who's just not, not very right. popular yeah because i would yeah. be like yeah i'll sing a brian dunn song and they'd be like no it's just you you follow this guy that just, ian that just sounds like a man know. who you met at a sandwich shop like <laughs> anyone I mean, could be brian dunn fun fact he did go to he, he went to high school with annette storkman friend of the show so oh my god yeah everyone you know went to high school with someone else like it's weird that kind of checks out yeah, yeah. well with all the boosters <laughs> Um, <laughs> right, like, obviously, everyone, every single one of these kids, with the exception of Tina pulling Lee Lee, did not understand the assignment. No, the mm-hmm. fact that, I mean, Mercedes singing Aretha Franklin, excellent choice no matter what your, what your episode is. Not neglected no ma- artist. Not neglected artist, no. though. And Rachel no. friends to do what? Like, what? Is- I don't know, but it's just, <laughs> you're right, she- it, whatever it is, it's a threat. Because, well, she threatens... Oh, no, Celine Dion's My Heart Okay, will go that's on. it, right? Yes. She yes. threatens to do yes. Celine Dion's My Heart Will Go On. Everyone's like, that's the most known song in the world. And she's like, but I'm the neglected artist. And then they end up doing... And then later in the episode, what? They end up doing more Celine Dion. Right. Right. Was there Celine Dion? It was yeah, like the um, Celine Dion cover of... All By Myself. All By Myself. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Not sure. an original Celine song, but I'm like... None of, Tina comes out being like, here's an artist, uh, and in fact, for like representation purposes, an Asian artist, or an Asian American, I don't know for sure, mm. who people, like, who's well-known enough probably to have name recognition, but underappreciated. The only thing I knew about Leakley is that she was featured on the soundtrack for Twilight New Moon. Um, We're back mm. to Twilight. Yeah. <laughs> here's the thing that no one wants to discuss, which is that the Twilight soundtracks go so, so much harder than you expect them to. <laughs> I love that. You're not wrong. <laughs> so, um, I was looking. I'm like, oh, what songs of hers do I know? I'm like, why is, why is Jacob from Twilight on this one? And I was like, oh shit, she was in one of her songs is featured on the New Moon soundtrack. So good for her. I know her from doing like a dance master class with one of the choreographers from Glee. That's wow. Right. I'm just piecing that together now. Every time, sometimes Ian, you just unfold another puzzle piece in like. <laughs> your story and i'm fascinated every time you know you're not the first person to tell me that over the past year (laughs) you're an enigma um i am anyway i am and this is and like this is after cheyenne jackson like tries to seduce holly oh no he is assigned to seduce holly yes like uh he's just in the hallway of the school um because any any adult here can be a faculty member, we decided. Sure. And where Sandy- did he come from? He's not a teacher, Are right? He's not. I feel okay. like we are three steps ahead because we didn't talk about the fact that Sunshine Cortisone shows back up. <laughs> um, two things. Did you say cortisone like the shot? No, cortisone like the heart. Oh, like I heard words- cortisone like a I cortisone mean, they- shot. It's maybe because I have a I don't have a very good Spanish cortisone. accent. Yeah, cortisone, um, cortisone. Yeah, it's close. Did That's I just skip over that already? I, that's what's next in mind, but maybe I just didn't talk well, about Justin Goolsby. Well, because well, before the hallway bit with, like, Tina and um, that discussion with all of them where Mike Chang says he's going to do a Mike Chang dance, dance revolution. Yes. Right before that, 
Sue was walking through the hallway with Cheyenne saying like, okay, there's Holly, go seduce her. Sandy's going to sponsor a heckling club. Right, okay. Um, they have that brief cutaway to the heckling club with um, Jacob and Israel. The the guy from the football team who I, we his, learned his, his name, name is, is Ezekiel? Azimo. Azimo. A-Z-I-M-O. Well, I mean, Azimo is not exactly a name you would hear a lot anyway, so. Right. And, and um, Becky. Becky. Yeah. But yes, you're right. Sunshine does come in right after that hallway exchange with everyone yes because and they're like you're a terrible spy you could have just lived in the vents for a few days you're tiny this i didn't get what was going on so, there yeah and <laughs> it wouldn't make sense fair because fair sunshine cortisone <laughs> cortisone the shot um was in the premiere as like a potential new glee club recruit um and then leah michelle was threatened so they wrote her character off wrote her off and sent her to the rival glee club um, right. Wait, was Leah Michelle threatened or was Rachel Berry threatened? Yes. Who's to say? Yes. Because okay. <laughs> Le- Rachel why would, Berry really... was threatened, certainly. Okay. But Okay. Just the way you said, like, they, so they wrote her off the show. I was like, oh, wait, that sounds like they didn't want Here's that the character. Thing. I wouldn't put it past that being what happened. We have no proof. Okay. But I could see it being like Leah Michelle runs into Ryan Murphy's office and says this was a bad idea. Um, yeah. So can we please do away so with this plot, please? Yeah, so let's give Cheyenne Jackson a recurring role so yes. that he can sort of scoop up Sunshine Corazon, take her to the opposing Glee Club. Ah, and I now, see. 16 episodes later, She's they're gonna... back. This really felt like like they when they signed Jake Cyrus as, as the character, be like, we are going to give you this many songs. And then they got to this point in the season, and they're like, Shit, we didn't. We gotta. We gotta bring sunshine back. <laughs> See if sunshine's available. We gotta. We got yes. a couple more songs to get in, and there's only five more episodes before the season ends. Like right. she sounds amazing, but there's no reason for this to be here. Right. This was such a blip on the radar. Um, and she wants to be part of the concert, saying, "Invite all 600 of her Twitter followers." Um, which I don't know if this joke is supposed to be that they think this is a lot, but it's really not, or if they actually think this is a lot. I think, um, I'm going to be honest, for a high schooler in central Ohio, 600 Twitter followers is kind of a lot. Sure. Also, Twitter was two years yeah. old at that point, right? Valid, and yeah. yeah so va- viral things hadn't really started yet, because Instagram wasn't a thing, and right. yeah, follower count. That's so funny if that was genuine. I think it might have been 600. genuine. Wow. wow. Like, I, again, <laughs> genuine for high school students. Like, I, I right. think someone in the target audience watching this and being like, 600 Twitter followers. Can you imagine? Right. Now, that's not the case. That's not the that's case. so funny. We keep on bringing up the fact that Rachel Berry sent her to a crack house, yep. quote unquote, which is... True. Let's stop. Um, let's, stop with, let's stop with that plot line, guys. Um, that's how that she... What happened? She got sent away... Um, because Rachel Berry is too threatened by her and sends her to a crack house instead of the audition place. Oh, wow. This show is weird. Yeah. That is. Wow. Such casual brushes with, like, alcohol, drugs, serious issues. Yeah. Like, on our last episode, our guest Paul was talking about how it's, like, this weird neoliberal idea of, like, well, I'm really an ally, so I can joke about it. But it's, like, no, you're a... 40-year-old white man. We probably shouldn't. Well, it's also 10 years, 10-plus years ago yeah. now at this point. Right. Like, different 
understanding of like how we shouldn't joke about that kind of stuff. Right. Exactly. <laughs> to say we've grown. Hopefully, yeah. To say, we uh, hope we've yeah. grown. We hope we've grown. Fair. Um, so she sings all by myself. It's good. Yeah, it's very good. She's incredibly talented. Very um, good. Mm-hmm. There is like a Defying Gravity battle cry at the end, which I yes. love. Um, which I know is like part of the song, but like I, that clicked for me there. <laughs> the thing that also clicked for me at this scene was like, oh, this was a fun show to get um, more American Idol on TV. Yes. <laughs> So yeah. it's just an excuse for that. Yeah. I was like, okay, okay, that's what the show is. I think it aired. <laughs> just be honest. I think it aired right before, right after American Idol. Like, I think that was its time slot. Mm. Well, oh, oh, you mean like on the lineup of the Yeah, evening? I think they were that like, sense. You, would, you would like go right into Glee, from American Idol into Glee or maybe vice versa. I don't remember, but they were like definitely being marketed together as like we're fox and we have all the songs <laughs> yeah all the wailing and belting you could yes want. that's it. And it yeah and it's so smart because like american idol was definitely like not like hot anymore Mm-mm. like it was hot it was like five years away uh, like uh, since being like the coolest thing on tv totally. so like a fun way to like um resurrect people still really wanted to see people wailing yes. pop songs but they wanted they wanted to be in a, a, a better package that wasn't like boring right. like because american isla has gone on so long and, and none of these people are becoming stars except for kelly clarkson and it was right. after this season like between seasons two and three of glee that they premiered the idea of the glee project where you could compete to be on glee right. so you could see that's brilliant yeah that did not air that's on fox so that brilliant. aired on the the Oprah network but still like that idea that you want to be a performer but now instead of just being like going on a singing competition you want to be part of like you want to sing on glee instead yeah right it honestly is a better like uh example of what you'll be doing Mm because like to the whole American Idol thing is more of an audition to be on a show than it is to to be be a a pop star exactly unless you're Kelly Clarkson (laughs) Unless you're Kelly Clarkson. Do you know who auditioned to be on the Glee Project? Who? Who? Lizzo. Oh, no right. way. Yeah, that just yeah. came, like, out. Yeah, yeah like... every couple of years that comes to light again, that and, like, she didn't make it, which is, like, the wildest wow. part. Wild. Nuts. Fascinating. That, that Ryan Murphy was like, not that one. Nah. Look at her now. Yeah, um, for real. Now, ev- Sunshine sings this amazing song, and now everybody is on board except for Rachel, of course. They sort of convince her more or less um but lauren kind of like sees that like mercedes is kind of settling they have this close-up on mercedes sort of being like yeah it's fine i don't mind being like in a middle spot even though i just was talking about how i wanted to close the show with aretha franklin (laughs) right lauren sees this and approaches her in the library and tells her you have to demand your uh, your respect just like aretha j-lo mariah all the divas, you have to do, you have to demand your respect. Like, you shouldn't think so low of yourself. And now she's Mercedes' manager. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's like, it's like the fact that we can only talk about, Mercedes only gets plots when they have the word diva there. Like, yeah. literally, uh. we haven't talked about Mercedes about being anything other than a diva in the whole season, basically. And I feel like yeah. that's a little reductive for her. Well, I'd like them to define it. What do you mean? Oh, by diva? What do you mean diva? No, like, like, yeah, on the what show. What do you mean by like, diva? Oh. oh, do you just mean 
Glee, do you just mean black and don't want to say it? Is it just non-white woman with loud voice? Like, is that what you're saying? Two for two. But then they yeah. also we're like, not saying it. We are we the three of us are not saying it. But then they're also like, but Rachel Berry's really a diva, and I'm like, well, Rachel Berry's just kind of unpleasant to be around. <laughs> unpleasant right. but talented does not make a diva. Does not a diva make diva is such an annoying word. It really, like, really is. It means like everything and nothing. Like like in my mind, it's like only a good thing. Like only a good word. It's like a a, a woman performer who like. Has a, a a grasp on her power, yeah. And like, right. okay, great. And, and That's sometimes great. that gets used to like like demean a woman or like, right? Oh, she's being such a diva. Yeah, yeah, it could be like exactly. kind of used against her in a way, which feels bad. I wish they would give Mercedes literally any other characterization besides yes, wannabe diva. Apparently, right. So Emma's back and she's cleaning the counter with an electric toothbrush. Yeah. Um. Which, I mean, like, okay, so, like, uh, like bottom line up front on the scene, I feel like this is the most, quote-unquote, sensitive they've been around the OCD of it all. Yes. Which feels like it's saying something because, like, I don't even know if they st- if they truly know what OCD is and they're just kind of being like, oh, she's a compulsive cleaner. Yeah, um, that's mostly what they've said what it is, is that she's, she's, t- she's just very tidy in a way that is right. mentally ill. And- in this case, it's because she's go- she's under a lot of stress because her marriage with Carl with Carl yes John Stamos has officially been annulled or it's been filed. John for Stamos is on this. He show. was yeah, John Stamos. <laughs> oh my this god! The- Mary Kay and Ashley fans. Hey, yeah, John Stamos was here for about three to four episodes to date Emma. Um, he sang- he's very good. Uh, he's saying hot patootie. Um, I'm sure he's a great. He's a, just a great guy. And he's very talented. Great- very talented. And he man. was here and now he's gone forever. Uh as far as I know, I'm pretty sure we'll never see him again. He was written off to go live at a hotel and sure. has mm. uh, asked for an annulment from Emma. And that lead- leads me to think about a thought I've never had to really consider it before, which is isn't it wild how much um sex can factor into the legality of marriage? I thought that same thing. Because when Emma I was says this there's no way that's still true. Yeah. Emma says right? he could get an annulment cuz they've been married for well, a nebulous amount of time because Glee time's not real. <laughs> yeah, but there's, it's no, been there's no time. Maybe longer than Kim Kardashian's marriage, which means like four I mean, months, maybe. I don't I mean, know. I guess if you if you really want to like splice together a timeline, they they meet in like September, the beginning of the school year. Yeah, they're like mar- like they're fully together. Rocky Horror episode, which is like Halloween ish. Yeah. So they've been I guess like, they're still together during the Valentine, whatever Valentine's yeah, yeah. episode that is, right? Right. Because yes. the Holly holiday thing that kind of fucked everything up was only a few episodes back. Right. So the fact it's is, he, she says they never consummated their marriage, so they can get an annulment. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, it's wild that that's if that's a true legal thing that still exists. That's absolutely wild. I yeah. couldn't. Be- I can't it, believe. I, I can't believe that. No. <laughs> That you can Lawyers go up. I can't in. believe Can you go that. up to what a lawyer a thing to write. and say, hi, lawyer, we've never had sex, so I would like my marriage to just not have happened. It can't be. I hope it's not. I hope it's just a glee thing being like talking about anachronistic laws that aren't right. actually real anymore. Question on that front. Yeah. I guess for Karina only um, in this case and maybe for our listeners, but... Did Emma ever actually marry Ken or did she break off the no. engagement? I believe okay. it... 
might have was like a like left at the okay. wedding was set up and she had a dress and everything so it was like almost like a leave at the altar kind of thing but sure no she was never legally married to Ken okay also we have had a confirmed age of on Emma who says that she is 32 because she says oh I when can that. you start looking back on your life full of regret is 32 too young so it's yeah. funny because Gwyneth Paltrow literally just said two episodes again ago you're 30 and he's hot like yes so she's 32 so, I guess apparently she is today yep <laughs> and so in the meanwhile while emma sort of gets her life sorted out will schuster is going to clean her grapes for her as a friend free of judgment um just as a friend who is there for her, her. but uh-oh holly holiday sees this yes if you've ever that walked by the good. window and seen the man you're dating polishing another woman's grapes you know <laughs> things things are trouble <laughs> Red flag. Red, Red flag. flag. Better move to Cleveland. Yes. Better move to Cleveland. That is the only solution. Um, anyway, we cut to, I guess, I think this is in the hallway again. Rachel is appointed head of talent relations because Finn and Quinn are the benefit heads for the night of neglect, we learned. Sure. They were like, we didn't give them anything to do. Let's give them a throwaway job so we can right. give Corey Monteith and Diana Agron some lines this episode. Right. This is when, like, peak confusion was happening for me. Understandable. Fair. Because you know Fair. what? It's never explained anywhere else. So it just starts happening, and you're like, okay. That's literally another what? one of those things that they say once, and it's never brought up again. Yep. They just decided it was true, and so it is. But Rachel needs to deal with Mercedes, essentially, because Mercedes has demands. Yes. And, of course, they involve food. I mean, yeah. Well, like, the one of them is, like, that... The, like, your stereotypical, like, uh, bowl of M&M's that is only... Only red oh, or yeah. whatever, yeah. Right. Like, that's a trope. And I've actually... That's a trope. So this might be false, but I've always... I've heard that that sort of, like, I need artists demanding a bowl of one-colored M&M's in their dressing room is actually sort of, like, a test to see if their whole writers mm. are being read because... Like, they'll put it in there to see, like, I don't know if they, like, mean that they actually need to see it happened or if they just need someone to question them, like, hey, this isn't really possible. And it's just to, like, kind of make sure that their other requests that are perhaps more serious are being read. Oh, I love that. That's fascinating. Yeah. yeah. I don't know where so I've heard that yeah. or if it's true at all, but I like to think, because that's, it makes, it's not just, oh, famous people are weirdly crazy or crazy yeah. they're weirdly picky about things they're so demanding and it's more like well no they actually do have needs and they want to make sure that they're being met and maybe back in the days where everyone was on cocaine all the time like you needed to make <laughs> sure that the people handling your stuff and handling your business were like actually paying attention to you right no that tracks to me so um wow fascinating yeah what i what i loved about this bit is that she was like i need i need a room of humidifiers a team of humidifiers as if like it was people like making the place humid and it reminded me of my favorite family guy bit which is like this cutaway of peter griffin is food shopping with jack a harry um and of course like it's a it's one massive fat joke but the rolling jokes are like what are these measurements a drum of grape jam a hammock of cake mm. like and it's just <laughs> wild like like 
the butt of the joke sucks, but like the 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 illustration of the lines to me is very funny. But this had that energy of like a team, like a team, a team of, team humid- of humidifiers. humidifiers. Yes, and I was so confused here how Mercedes all of a sudden had so much leverage over Rachel. Yeah, like just because mm. she decided to start making demands meant that, that they were going to Rachel meet them? was going to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rachel right. was just going to start like uh, groveling almost like. Oh please! How can we make you feel better? How do we make you happy? Like, wait, how did this shift happen? Yeah. That's an excellent point. Because you think okay. Rachel being like, "Well, fine, then no solo for you, more for me. I'll sing. I'll sing and read the song instead. I'm Rachel Berry." And <laughs> right, exactly. Right. I don't understand because it's how nonsense. This works. It's just another day of like, well, Mercedes hasn't had anything to do much this season, so here's her plot that she's suddenly a diva that everyone's going to bend over backwards for. Right. Okay. And, like, for whatever reason, Rachel buys into this, saying, stars just want to feel appreciated. But Rachel also sees that Mercedes is feeling neglected, and she can relate. Which, again, bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. Yep. Excellent character development, though, I think, is Finn playing dumb. Like, Finn is very good being dumb. Honestly, Mm. I love Finn the best in episodes like this, where he's kind of just there for, like, a couple lines. They're actually pretty funny, because he can do that sort of, like dumb confused teenage boy pretty well and he's not having plots where he's like going through every emotion in the world he's just like an oaf of a high school boy and you're like this is fun i like you when you're an oaf right cut to holly holiday being a a divorcee character right she is acting out a historical figure i also did um but the key points is she's a historical figure she had large hands, so people thought she was a hermaphrodite, which she wasn't, but she also, people thought she was a Nazi sympathizer, which she was. Which she was. Weird, but yeah, again. this is the same character I think I just watched on The Crown. That's what you guys <laughs> watched The Crown? I have not. <laughs> no, but I'm I was so like, happy oh my God. that you brought that up. <laughs> I know who she's talking about. Oh, good. Oddly, I don't know why that just gives. I don't know why that gives me more context. It why really does. Why does that give me more context? Which is talking about I'm the one who like came in and made um, the king abdicate the throne yes. and people. And I was like, okay, wow, yeah. I just watched a whole season on this woman and her relationship. Wow, yeah, okay. I don't know why a substitute teacher is dressed up like her. But that's her okay. style. Here's that's how she teaches. That's her game. That's <laughs> her. It. That's her style. I want this spinoff. I want the series where Gwyneth Paltrow just goes from, like, classroom to classroom, school to school, and has to teach different subjects in that wild, disparate way. All in hmm. costume all the time. All in costume. So, at the end of this lesson, Dustin Goolsby walks in and is like, you should, hi, Holly Holiday, you should date me. And she's like, right. okay, I'm not going to, but thanks, but no thanks. Well, then he goes on for, like, a while about the size of Will Schuster's hands. Yes, that's what I exactly what I was going to say. He goes so, in like, for kind of a long time about the size right. of Will Schuster's hands. Something about, like, watch him try to just even grasp a Big Mac. Right, he can't hold a Big Mac. He has to eat it section by section. Which, right. honestly, fair, Big Macs are very tall. Um, <laughs> it's a hard but... sandwich to eat. But this is, again, this is also the right level of camp for this show. Like, that whole, that whole yeah. beat of him being like, I'm I'm handsome, I'm good looking, and I'm easy on the eyes. Yes. Like, that's the right level of camp for this show. 
To um, be honest, it kind of felt like Cheyenne Jackson was the only one who fully understood the, the tone of the show. He understood the assignment, yes. Yes, yes. 100%. <laughs> and then, of course, Matthew Morrison comes in having to be a serious actor. Oh, my the God. Grinch. Th- so... This episode I don't like very much. We've discussed this. I've never I've never laughed harder at Will Schuster walking into just a man insulting his hands with like comedic insults and being like dead serious. Like you look like he's walking in on a prestige drama and he's just like they're big enough to knock your teeth out. Like yep. so serious. So yep. serious. <laughs> For what? Like this is a For comedy what? show. And you're walking in like this man has just said that he shot your wife and you're coming in to get revenge. But instead, you're just defending the size of your hands. Not even like, hey, stop hitting on my girlfriend. No, it's like, my my hands are very normal size and I will punch you in the mouth. Thank you. Yeah. So he leaves. We're supposed to have lunch. You're right, but I saw you having a good time with Emma. What's the solution? Let's sing a duet? No. We don't even do that, though. They don't even do that. And even Holly Holiday is like, no, thank you. Holly Holiday is like, I'm not the jealous type, which I believe. And then Will is like, I'm also not the jealous type. That's a full lie. (laughs) We just spent most of a season negating that fact. that he is the jealous type because he spent most of the season being jealous of John Stamos. (laughs) Over a girl that he was not dating and John Stamos was. Right. He's very jealous all the time. He's very jealous. We don't like this character or this actor. or Mostly both. just the character. I have nothing really against Matthew Morrison. Yeah, we did an entire okay. bonus episode of him playing the Grinch. And yeah. um, we have nothing okay. against Matthew Morrison. Great Link Larkin. He's just actually making talented. career choices, I think, is what we don't right. like about him. The Will, mm, the Will yeah, Schuster sure. character is just a, a fucking The Will mess. Schuster character is like supposed to be the grounded adult who is acting more like his teenage um students than you really want to pay attention to also the show really wants us to think he's hot in ways that make you uncomfortable Mm -hmm. sometimes right they go really hard on trying to sell you on that Mm -hmm. interesting okay yeah he seems boring that's all i felt and he is he's he's boring until he's not and then he's just unfortunate yeah that's a he's really sympathetic in a way that you want to like hang out with him and again no shade to matthew morrison i yeah, believe he he's trying his best mm-hmm. i believe he also like had to kick down the writer's room door to say i need to sing a prince song yeah okay which happened a couple episodes he didn't ago, sing it in but... this episode he didn't sing it all this episode which i'm fine with no oh, dang did rachel sing it all in this episode i feel like no. i didn't really get any wow because that's the whole point it's a night of neglect day. we're only hearing from the characters who are neglected Fine, okay, mm-hmm. sure. And Gwyneth Paltrow. And Gwyneth Paltrow. Um, but yeah, so Rachel's trying to fulfill all of um, Mercedes' demands. Puck is getting the puppy that Mercedes demands to dry her hands on, sure. Um, but Sunshine is still going to go last. Yes. Um, and in exchange, Mercedes wants to be carried the hell in, like Lady Gaga in the egg. Cut to Clayne. The benefit is going to start any minute. Yeah, they're just here to be here. You're like, we have them on set, so yeah. here they are. Series regulars, happy to see them. This is a foreshadowing what? moment. So, Kurt was left school because that bully who, like, confronts him in the hallway threatened to kill him. Uh-huh. yeah. So, oh, yeah, this yeah. is him returning back to his old stomping grounds with his new, um, his new cool boyfriend. So, this episode, mm. this is definitely just like a... 
this is a surprise tool that will help us later. This this reminder that Karofsky still is a bully and there's a secret that only Kurt, Blaine, and Karofsky know, which is that Karofsky mm. is closeted. This, w- this is going right. to come back. Was- Don't forget that this plot happened. We're going to sprinkle a little bit of it in now in this episode where it's not the point. But don't right. worry about it. We'll return to that later. Yeah. yeah. Um, Got it. Glad glad they're keeping track of all. It was literally <laughs> just a don't forget about these characters in this plot, and also right, Santana's right. here because she hasn't had anything to do today. Which I mean, mm-hmm. terrible use of homophobia for homophobia's sake. Yes, but excellent use of Santana just dragging that motherfucker. Yeah, my favorite part mm-hmm. is when she said that she's going to do something with her te- his testicles, but said left or right, your choice. Your choice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, she was powerful. I thought that was she was pretty cool. This is a great. I like her. This is a great Santana rant. Yes, and a great little moment of growth, or like just a little moment to remind us of the point that like. They are a team and that, mm-hmm. like, they all do kind of sort of like each other right. and are going to defend each other. Um, yeah. Yeah, like, we could have defended ourselves, but it's more fun doing it together. And that's right. what the show's about. Love it. Lovely little gem of a moment in an otherwise wild fucking episode. And I Lani, think also... Lani, thank you for being here. Yeah. You're yeah. We're also <laughs> supposed to probably, like, keep it in our mind that, a, like, Santana herself had her own gay awakening, like, three yes. episodes ago. So maybe she's, she doesn't know exactly what's going down, but she does know that, like, maybe her tolerance for homophobia has gone down since her own, Mm -hmm. her own sexuality crisis. Right. Sure. Okay. That's, that's actually a pretty good long, uh, kind of move. And and it seems pretty necessary. Three minutes of this episode and it's like the most plot that we get and and nothing else matters except these three minutes. (laughs) Exactly. Okay. This is the only thing that of made consequ- no sense to me. Otherwise, and it's the only thing of consequence, and this always happens. But oh no, Sunshine and her followers aren't showing up. Yes, like I appreciated this like after school special plot twi- twist, like the full like what are we gonna do? How are we gonna get like how are we gonna put up the show? Energy. Yeah, the show um, must go all over the place. And of course, this gives an excuse for Finn to leader again, yep. just to be all leader. We need to go on because the show must go on, yep. which is like he mangles the phrase and Rachel has to correct him, yes. of course. But, but that so was it's a big like, eye roll moment. Yeah, valid, <laughs> valid. Um, but yeah, Tina, get out go there out. and do your thing, girl. Yeah, there's no one in the audience except for that Blaine, Kurt, and the heckling club. So mm-hmm. rough crowd. Mm-hmm. Tina gets to come out and sing. Uh, I follow Rivers. She looks amazing. Like the whole outfit is absolutely mm-hmm. on point. She sounds yeah, incredible. She sounds incredible. She this deserved to have the whole she just, solo yes. done for us. Justice mm-hmm. for it is Tina. The second time that in a row that Tina has started to get a solo and has ended with crying. In a oh. row. Yeah. And That's that yes. and that last time was like fucking six episodes yeah. ago. It was a while back because that was Valentine's Day. Yeah, Valentine's Day she got a solo where she ended up sobbing on the floor. And then this time she got this through this much of the song before we cut to her crying again. So it's it's almost like they're trying to turn it into a running joke. But this is literally the episode where it's like that character who's been neglected is supposed to get her moment and they still couldn't do it. They still took it away. Yeah. It started off so strong with that like strut up to the front of the stage. I was like, this is such a like in that moment. I was like, you know what? 
fuck the noise. This is a fun yes. show. Like, yeah. this is the reason why it exists. It's a fantasy for, like, all of those pop star and musical theater kids out there who need, like, an outlet to, like, fantasize. Absolutely. Love it. Here for and, it. And, like, generally, I often have less patience on Glee for songs that I wasn't necessarily familiar with before the show. But I yeah. was, like, into this. I'm like, yeah, I want to see this whole thing. The vibes are good. Yeah. And then, yeah. nope, take it away. And, like, this could be a cool thing that they do. Like, it would mm-hmm. be cool for Glee to, like, introduce people to more obscure music. Which yeah, they, for sure. They kind of were, actually. Like, um, there's a couple songs that are going to come up that were artists that we think of as really, like, popular now that kind of were boosted by being on Glee. Like, I think Neon Trees mm. was literally oh. one of them. It's wild that Glee yeah. did get to a point where they could lift indie artists. They could be the amplifiers, yeah. yeah. So, but they didn't do it for Leaky Lee because look what they did no. to this performance. Right, which, mm. justice for Tina. Yeah. So, ends with her crying, like you said. And Will walks in, essentially going, we have to buck up. This is a part of show business. Yeah, I guess. But, like, this I mean, is high school. This is a high school concert. High school. We're right. in a school. Um, yeah. Someone should do something. Their solution is to have Quinn deal out saltwater taffy. Yeah, there goes all their profits. In exchange for prom queen votes, which I love. That was very funny to me. She's going to glue their mouth shuts with taffy so yes. they can't heckle. Very cute. And then we get Mike Chang dancing to Jack Johnson. It was very good. Yes. Yes. It's fun um, to watch, of course. This is when I start having a lot of questions, yes. though. All right. <laughs> Go, I'm ready. Please. Sock it to me. <laughs> Well, I was just okay. I, I realize you're you've been saying that like you know time space doesn't make sense on this show, Correct. so like don't worry about it. But like it's really hard to like not worry about it because it's like they had they decided they're doing this benefit yesterday, right? Give or take, sure. Give or take, like <laughs> yesterday, and the production value on all these numbers is insane wild (laughs) yeah wild absolutely wild like he has like this incredibly choreographed dance and then he comes up with a puppet show like uh like puts the stage up and like has it right after we just saw um tina have like a whole rock band and then next gonna be gwyneth paltrow with a whole chorus and then aretha's gonna have a whole gospel choir it's like this (laughs) wait (laughs) what what reality okay what tech works (laughs) overnight in this school the whoever the ghost okay. the ghost tech crew because we think it might be just be haunted and it's yeah mm-hmm. it's a ghost crew I, I just said it's a fantasy show so i should absolutely get like no, over that, it that is but... correct you are you are correct in saying that because but well like especially like, on something like this glee really prides itself on being like all these numbers are actually happening it's all diegetic like they are happening right. in a school all. and they but they don't consider any of the technical aspects of it. Right. Right. Like, as a theater kid, like, I, there was a benefit we did once that was just all a song, yeah. you know, thing. But we still had a full day's tech to get ready for that, like, a week before the show. Like it's that That's how – and I don't know. As a theater nerd, I would think, you know, <laughs> you'd also want to see some of that in the show, too. Right? You, know? you want to see <laughs> – Yes. That's part yeah. of Your it. Your backstage crew wants representation, and they're not getting it from Glee. Exactly. Like those poor tech kids yeah. not getting recognition. And imagine the plot points you could just barrel through in the best way possible during like 10 out of 12 downtime. Mm-hmm. Like 
Imagine how much you can yes. get covered yes. while people are just hanging out there in places and Rachel and Quinn are just glowering at each other because they want to yell at each other, but they can't because they're in between cues and they have to be silent out of respect for the tech people who they Ugh. respect so much. Oh my God, Ian. Yes. 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 This is a missed opportunity Absolutely. for a show about high school theater and glee club people like that there's there's so many more things they could have done with these little these yeah. these real things that are part of yeah. it. Um, no, Ryan Murphy did not understand. Which also like <laughs> clearly, I think back to even just Sunshine singing all by myself, and I'm like they they summoned the orchestra to back her up. Literally, like, there's no other explanation because she just showed seance. up at the school and was like, "Look what I can do!" And then suddenly there's a full orchestra there. Yeah, yeah, um, right, right. But also remember Jack Johnson. Let's can we talk about this oh, song yeah. really fast? Let's do it. Sure. So the number is amazing, of course, but what the fuck does it mean when it says she has bubble toes? <laughs> and also, what does it mean? Why does Jack Johnson sing about this woman and say the line, "Feet are infested with tar balls"? What the fuck does that mean? Because when you're walking around beaches all day. Barefoot. Is it a love song to say? Just like Joni Mitchell, baby. Is it a a nice thing to say to anyone that, first of all, any body part of theirs are infested? Like, I feel like that's not a word you should be using complimentary. What is it? I just hate it. They kept saying the word tar balls, and I was like, this can't be nice. (laughs) Tar balls. Oh, man. What is a bubbly Um, toe? Look, I, I, I was really into Jack Johnson when I was about 13 years old. And so none of the songs seemed unusual to me. (laughs) And I love hearing it from someone who is not just taking Jack Johnson for granted. Because you're absolutely right. I I did actually really like Jack Johnson as well. Because that was totally, that was like my vibe. Not even my vibe. That was the opposite of my vibe, but yeah. that's what I was into at that point. But um, everyone but... was. Also, is this to say that he Jack Johnson is a neglected artist? I guess. Um, to an extent, I, wouldn't I guess so. dance is implied to be the neglected artist. Like, oh, sure. it's the art of dance. Also, I mean, okay. like, because, and I, of course, I'm thinking back to like that SNL skit, like from 2011, or uh, the sketch where like Andy Samberg is playing Jack Johnson, I think, and he has like oh, okay. this like beach house of like. Jason Mraz pops up and John Mayer pops up. Um, mm. All of the ones who are kind of similar. Yeah. Right. AKA mm-hmm. my entire music library at that point. Yeah. But, um, yep. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I feel like of that sort of, uh, of that class of like white male chill musicians, I feel like Jack Johnson Acoustic. was kind of the most neglected. Yeah, of that, that's fair. Of that tribe. Okay. Yeah. I can I only can, yeah. I can name Again, more than, hairs. I can name at least two John Mayer songs and Jason Mraz songs. But besides this one, which I now know the title of, I did know because you can recognize that like la da 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 chorus. That when he got to that, I was like, oh, I have heard this yeah. song. But before right. that, I could tell you about banana pancakes and no and no other Jack Johnson songs. That's valid, yeah. and they all do sound very much. Yeah, the same. but yeah. And if if I wasn't watching this with the captions turned on, I probably would have never clocked anything about feet being infested with tar balls. But reading those <laughs> words, and I was like, this can't be what he's trying to say. Yeah, I've never interrogated it. I gotta say, I don't even. Um, yeah, her eyes no are shade, as big. No shade to him. Her no. eyes are as big as her bubbly toes. Isn't a line that you hear and swoon about. You don't go, oh, that's such a nice thing to say. You're Does like, that mean she has big feet or small eyes? And like, what's wrong with her toes that they're bubbling? 
This woman has Ugh. feet problems and she should go to a podiatrist. <laughs> oh, um, God. That's, that's Jack Johnson for you. He's quirky. I do love watching Harry Shum Jr. dance, though, and he does a great job. Yes. So. That is so good. the universal truth of this show. Yes. And then um, we basically pivot to the most after-school special part of this whole episode. Uh, which, you mean, uh, Mercedes refusing to go on, and, like, they kind of have, like, Rachel's going to go after Mercedes, and Holly's is, is going to go yeah. after the hecklers, right? because we go talk to the hecklers first, where basically it's Gwyneth Paltrow basically sitting down in a backwards chair going, Hey, kids, I know <laughs> yes. bullying might seem fun, and because of the internet, something we weren't talking about before in this episode, it might seem easy to bully people. <laughs> But it's not yeah. cool to cyberbully. I know you're suing bullying in person now, but don't cyberbully. And then that's it. <laughs> and even the music right. in the background gets like inspiring, like tinkling, like tinkling noises of like, it's important. You might think you're saying something that might, and you not know who you're hurting, but you're hurting someone. And that hurts. This beat had everything from like my curly hair and Cairo Twitter account helped bring down. Mubarak? Sure. Um, I don't... Yeah, that was a reference I didn't get. Uh, Technology has allowed us to be brutally cruel without consequences. We live in a culture of insults, all of which aged both incredibly well and horribly at the same time because that's half of our political system right now. And down to, like... Her, the sentence that she says of like, yeah, this makes you blind sen- to to insensitivity. I absolutely um did the same thing as you guys. I spent years sending hate mail to Debbie Gibson until she wrote me back saying it was giving her alopecia. What? What? <laughs> wild. Poor Debbie Gibson. Poor absolutely Gibson. wild. This this scene again, I feel like, is a symptom of this show not knowing who it's for yeah. and who its audience sure. is. Because this, di- it, it, even though the sentiments they're talking about, sure, are applicable to anybody, but like it, like you're saying, it felt very after school. Yeah. Especially, it felt like it was being. This was intended to be told to eleven year right? olds, ten yeah. year olds. It's like, are they watching this show? Probably because. But Maybe. It yeah, felt like, I guess, yeah. It felt like they had the show done, and then they showed it to someone, and the network was like, this show has too much of a positive bullying message at the end. You need to put something in there to make sure the teens know that it's not okay to like, heckle people. And also, careful on the internet. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's just so Can out of nowhere. That in there too? Great, thanks. It's out of nowhere. Like, they were like, we gotta put a PSA somewhere. Because at this point, Glee was such a popular show that they couldn't... They, I feel like they're always trying to ride the line of, like, teaching good lessons while also being kind of a dark comedy, which is a hard yeah. line to uh, ride. Because yeah. they've, That's they've done, like, That's don't drink and drive. And they've done, like, you might have sex as a young person, but be careful doing it. And now they're like, cyberbullying sucks. So it's like they're trying to be a good influence show while also trying not to stray hard too far yeah, from their, like... Yeah, while trying like, to still push the envelope. yeah. Right, and it's still a network show, yes, too. Yes, it is right? a So they still have, yeah. okay, yeah. So they have, like, a ton of, like, censors, producers, yeah. like, all of these things Standards that they have practices. to, like, try to, yeah, that's that's a lot, very constraining. So you can't actually deal with these things. They're trying the most, to ride yeah. two lanes at once, and it, sometimes it becomes yeah. really discordant. Interesting right. line that Gwen episode. says when she says, imagine, um, <laughs> those insults were rad, but imagine how you could lift the world up if you turn that jeering into cheering. Oh my god, I threw up. I was like, this is disgusting. <laughs> no human's oh, gonna say it. that. I loved I, it. Turn your jeering into cheering. 
That's what Why it's, not? It's what it sounds like. That's the line. And I guess this might be true that like a seventh grade, a brand new seventh grade teacher walks into their classroom for the first time and is like, these middle schoolers aren't going to bully me. And they like, it's these middle schoolers who are cruel beyond your belief. And this middle school teacher is like, hey, kids, come on. Don't be mean to each other. Why don't we turn those cheers into cheers? And then they all throw bananas at her and she quits the next day. Like, that's the vibe. Fine. Yep. You're not wrong. It's just so earnest in a way that I feel like you can't pull off a lot of the time. Sure. They all go home. They all leave after They'll that. They all go home. It works, which Except is the for worst Sandy. part. Yeah. Yeah. But not before Jacob and Israel... Yes. Disgustingly hits on Gwyneth Paltrow. Then we have to cut to... Rachel finding Mercedes in her car in the rain. Yeah. 100% white-splaining Aretha Franklin to Mercedes. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. I know. The, fl- the flashes were going I off in my furious. head. I was furious. I was like, you're going to tell me you've written this show to say that Rachel Berry is going to come in and explain to Mercedes the history of Aretha Franklin? You think Mercedes doesn't know that? You think Mercedes just picked the name Aretha Franklin out of a hat of artists who she's going to admire and doesn't know her history? Disgusting. And like, and then for me, there was then the moment where Mercedes goes, why are you a bigger star than me? Why is it never me? And I immediately said out loud, racism. Mm -hmm. The reason that Rachel's a bigger star is because Ryan Murphy said so, because this is her show. Like, yeah. And the show acknowledging that that's the case, like the show kind of poking that like, yeah, Mercedes is just as talented, but the show's kind of always going to be about Rachel because she's the star. And then basically not doing anything about it doesn't make it better just because they right. just because the show sees the errors of its ways doesn't mean anything. Especially since Rachel then says, like, I'd rather be a star than be liked. That's your problem. You too, you worry too much about being liked. If you want this closing slot, you have to take it from me. Which literally goes against she came in and was like, Aretha wasn't a star because she had crazy demands. She was a star because she was talented. And then she ends her rant with, so yeah, uh, you need to come back and make demands if you want to be a star. Right. Like, oh, I couldn't, at the, at the end of this conversation, I was like, what was nothing, that? What was the point? Nothing was accomplished. Well, like, nothing. No, it felt like the moral of the story is like, you're just, you're, you, you're being too well-rounded of a yes. person. You need to have more of a singular focus in your life to have the stage at all costs. Yes. Right. Like, because that's working out for you, Rachel. Like the point of yeah, I'm, I'm confused. The point of the speech was Rachel is always going to be the star, I guess. Yeah, and that yeah. was it. Okay, but then we have to cut to Holly singing Adele, which <laughs> this was a subtweet. Thank God we're in a here song. now. <laughs> Thank God we're here now. Yes, Lanny brought it up earlier. We're back. We've circled. <laughs> so, um, here's the thing. So I've seen this episode quite a few times, and I always know this is happening. I'm like. Gwyneth Paltrow's gonna sing Adele. She's singing the song Turning Tables. A hundred percent of the time in my brain, I always confuse it with Chasing Pavement. Oh, because I, I always Similar think energy. I always think I'm gonna hear the song Chasing Pavement, but instead she's singing the word Turning Tables. Those are the only switch. And so I'm always so confused when she's singing the song. I'm like, I don't think I recognize this. I'm like, oh, it's because it's not Chasing Pavement. It's a different song entirely. <laughs> right. But, and like this is like something. It sounded great. I don't know how auto-tuned eh. within its life it was. It was, but I don't know if it sounded great. It sounded like it sounded. She's. <laughs> it doesn't sound like Adele. No, I was gonna say, that's for sure. You, sir, are no Adele. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> but why is it happening? I just couldn't. Why? Okay. Why? Okay. okay. 
are, are we saying she's the one okay i'm sorry no when, no my question is it? similar because my question <laughs> is is this a breakup is will the turning tables like yes there's so much going on here like okay you're singing it directly to him turning tables you're singing through adele okay okay fine you're, it was your idea to create a yes. night of neglected yeah. artists, and you're singing Adele. 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 In the year 2011, the, the year, year of our Lord 2011, the year of Adele, basically. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Oh, you and mean like, Adele? Am... Adele 21's year? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and Adele's 2011. Adele. Yes. Um, and like, I, and no, meanwhile, I'm like, where's the charisma? Like, this song had everything and nothing. Like. Where, like, Gwyneth, it you have so an Oscar. Boring. Like, where you, I want to see you bearing your soul. I want to see this being your, like, Sally Bowles deciding to get an abortion number. Where you are just <laughs> like, okay, this is where I change my life. And we got yes, nothing. nothing. I can't, because also, like, who was this number intended to be for? Because, again, this has been my biggest question throughout this whole thing. Is like, what, where, who are they going for? Like, the 10-year-olds, the teenagers, the college kids who are watching the show, literally no one asked for no. <laughs> Gwyneth Paltrow to sing Adele. Right. They don't care about the relationship with Will. They don't care about her. No. She's not going to sing it as well as Adele. Why are we spending and four minutes And was this even, on like, it? one of Adele's, like, singles of that year? Like, was this... It was, but, like, you know, Rolling in the Deep was way yeah. bigger. Yeah, right. So... Um, really who is this for right yeah it's so gwyneth paltrow can sing a adele song and do kind of okay and it's not chasing pavement which is mostly what i took out of it right i mean (laughs) yeah she could have sang should i give up or should i just keep chasing pavements and i think it would have had a better doesn't it feel like it might have had a better impact again if she actually committed to it yeah sure right but no Uh, it's that um at this point, I was like, damn, there's only 10 minutes left in this episode, and we haven't seen Terry again, so that kind of sucks. And meanwhile, I still have a solid page of notes left for whatever reason. Oh, goodness. Um, I don't, Yeah, I don't know, guys. Um, Sue makes Sandy get back in there and make them question the purpose of art to, arts education, yep. but he's not going to because Mercedes is back singing Ain't No Way by Aretha Franklin. Mm-hmm. I guess Sandy's favorite song or whatever. He's... How do they get the choir there so That's fast? That's what I said! <laughs> mm. Like, mm-hmm. a full church choir. <laughs> Again, call back to, um, hi, church. Yeah. Hi, church. This, which is a line Mercedes said. Where were they hiding that just, church choir? Church. Because they, they <laughs> wasn't in the dressing room, and it wasn't Again, in the audience, so where Again, were they? That's the, that's the show I want to watch. Um, I don't know what my next note was, so I'm just going to skip over Fair it. enough. Um, Mostly my next note is that Mercedes, of course, sounds amazing. She looks amazing. The whole vibe is there. She gets to use the bedazzled mug. She brings the house down. Everyone's happy. Love. It's flawless. It is. Of course it is. And this is another this is another moment where we get Rachel growing yes. again. Essentially thinking maybe it doesn't have to be all about me. Um, mm-hmm. Which is wild because she spent this whole episode being like, no one pays enough attention to me. Right. Sure. Okay. But amazing song. Yes, beautiful awesome. performance. We cut to Holly leaving the janitor's closet. Yeah. Because this is a funny line. Because uh, I'm a sub and that's the office Higgins gives me. Yes. That's funny. <laughs> so turns out she's going to go teach French in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. For full time? Nah, f- four months tops. You know me. And she spells out her song. Yes. Uh, for Will. 
because she's addicted to the glamorous life of a sub. Okay, no one's ever said that before in the right. history. No one's ever been like, you know what life I crave? The life of a substitute teacher. No. Right. <laughs> and, like, she's deathly allergic to commitment. She cannot settle down. Will is too nice for her, but broke her record. Five dates. Implying that them fucking in the janitor's closet was one of the dates? Was their yeah. favorite date? Yeah, let's talk about the fact that we now have to live with the knowledge that... <laughs> They fucked in the janitor's closet during school hours. I do not believe Will Schuster did that. No. I do not believe Will Schuster no. had he ever even thought of that. Maybe no. Holly Holiday was like, yeah, you me janitor's closet three minutes, be ten feet behind me. And I imagine him being like, no. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> I can't. This is my school. I work here. I hate. That was the worst. And that was such like a quick throwaway line. I'm like, you're going to drop that bomb on me that they had sex in the janitor's closet at school and then walk away and leave me Literally. to leave me to live with the burden of that knowledge for the rest of my life because it's literally that followed by I'm heading out because you're clearly in love with someone else good news she's still in love with you too deuces that's literally it yes um I love how she said in this scene didn't you listen to my song right <laughs> Right. the world where literally songs as a form of communication is is the way they're always trying to solve yeah. their problems through song right i mean i should accept that and that's beautiful and i just couldn't believe that no. they actually they said, said it you are also right dead not serious. to though. you are right not to <laughs> it was so dead serious it was it was there was no irony well, in it. didn't no. you understand what i was trying to tell you when i sang adele's turning tables <laughs> at you i was looking at you the whole yeah. time right that's that's it too like we did we, <laughs> we didn't even mention the fact that he she was fully delivering this to the man behind the table prolonged eye yes. contact don't you get it <laughs> also what does that mean like turn like turning tape i don't know whatever i need to look at the lyrics yeah. closer i was like but no i wasn't i was listening some, to the whole song i wasn't thinking about, about how the lyrics... i won't let you close enough to hurt me i won't let you just desert me um, just desserts. I can't give mm. you everything you ask me. Okay. Mm-hmm. I guess that does make more sense than chasing pavements. I mean, yeah, that sure, does. But... but can you imagine singing a song and then meeting up with somebody and they'd be like, wait, what's going on? Like, didn't you listen to this song? Right. Like, I just, I poured out my whole soul on the stage. With all the charisma of a paper bag. Yeah. Right. Just like, <laughs> weren't you listening to every lyric, slurping right? it up? This didn't... Mm. And this is why we're breaking up. You don't listen to me. <laughs> But will you wow. will you come back? And then she dramatically turns around and goes with a crack in her voice. I thought you'd never ask. Yes, that was wild. Okay, that was wild. They've been dating on screen for half like <laughs> two episodes. Not even. This is the first time we've seen them together as a couple on screen because right. they got together at the end of the episode. Unfortunately, called sexy. She's they couldn't afford to have Gwyneth Paltrow for that many episodes. So now right. they've been together for two episodes and now broken up again. Okay. Also, what does that mean? Like, I thought, uh, will you come visit? I thought you'd never ask. Like, nonsense. A hundred percent. What? It's okay. It is just it's nonsense. All nonsense. Great. Because, like, didn't you just say you're going to set him up with somebody else and now you're, like, slobbering over the idea of coming back to visit him in the closet or something? Whatever it is that they're going to they do. I really want you to think I don't that know. Will Schuster is just that desirable when he's just basically a guy. <laughs> right. <laughs> he's just a guy. He's just a dude. But we're back in the Glee Club. Sandy is there. God knows why. Yeah. Known pedophile Sandy. Yep. Um, he essentially is there to say, I try to be a hater, 
but Mercedes sang Aretha Franklin, and I just had, I was just overtaken by the spirit, and now I am funding everybody's trips. No, he's just actually funding the decathlon trip, he said. Oh, He's not funding okay. the Glee Club trip. I don't know if they ever resolved that, but he was like, I will, f- oh. I will fund the oh, academic I decathlon. I did too. I also took it as he was funding everything. <laughs> okay. So. Well, egg on our faces, Lanny. It could be that it's the other way. I watched it yesterday, so who's to say? But Same. Um, <laughs> so everyone failed, and now it's all up to you, Terry. Yeah. So she's back, I guess? Foreshadowing like, for Terry, I guess. But not before ending the episode with the decathlon mini-beat of the tie-breaking category is hermaphrodite Nazi sympathizers. Those are the last three words we hear in this episode, Yikes. and I truly am not pleased with it. I truly need no. an ibuprofen after it. My fiance was in the room and was like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> that is the correct response. It's not words you expect yeah. to hear on the TV screen. Ever. Ever. No. No. I don't think I don't think hermaphrodite's a, a word that should be said no, much more at all. We don't really do that one so much. <laughs> is that the bar- is that a buried term now? Like I just genuinely don't, I don't have not heard I, it. I think so. I think it's common. I think, it's I think okay. we have better words now. I I don't know what they are. Other people can probably speak to that more. So, not something you'd probably hear on Fox today, I'll say. Right. No. No, no, no. Uh, Well, that's the episode. That's it. That was a night of neglect. (laughs) And I would like to neglect this episode, frankly. Done. I was waiting. I was like, I was trying to form how to say it in my head, and you got there first. It's one of those ones that I never never look forward to watching it, and I I, I do, but there it is. And you're like, well, eh. Right. It's not very um, good. The one thing I did want to touch on, yes. just please, for, as an please. outsider again, coming on to the Glee, the fashion is just, like, so perfectly 2010s, yes. like, early 2010s. Yeah. Like, it, it almost seemed a little bit more 2007, 2008, mm-hmm. like, in its most crystallized form because they had, like, two years to, like, really get yeah. it together. And I just, I, I mean, a lot of it is because I am, like, really obsessed with Mary-Kate and Ashley, but, like, the, like, the, the berets, the floppy yes. berets, yep. like, that brought back a lot of flashbacks because I think that was the boho chic that oh, was, like, 100%. around that yeah. time really coming in and, and Sunshine has that the whole time. But everything else is just, like, it's so funny when you look at fashion from 10 years ago because right now a lot of retro styles are yes. coming back mm-hmm. from, like, the 2000s and stuff. But like we're not at when 2010s is the twenty tens going to come back because it's going <laughs> to come back. Swinging. It's going to be in. I think we have another ten years, and so like right now, it's so funny to see it looks so dated and so it looks yeah. so High School Musical and yes. so like I mean, yeah, but it, that's the it was it's also so fun. It's so fun to see it too. Like I don't want to just sit here ragging on it. Sorry, I'm like no. I mean <laughs> processing what, this. I mean Karina loves breaking down, especially their competition fashion. Yes, because mm-hmm. so much of it is like knee-length dresses over yeah the amount of leggings. like cropped leggings you yes. see in this show is amazing and i think maybe even yes, that was a whole moment yeah and especially in, like this season is the first season that those that three of the girls quinn Brittany, and santana have been allowed to wear non-cheerleading outfits so you can yes. tell like oh they've been having a, so much fun dressing three popular girls because rachel's supposed to dress kind of dowdy like yeah, Mercedes sure. is definitely mm-hmm. supposed to dress, and I hate to say that I I guarantee that on her things it says urban. Um, and uh-huh. like Tina mm-hmm. is like alternative, so now they're having Goth fun with like three popular girls how they might get to dress in the twenty right. tens. 
and like they get to go to American right. Eagle. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh and like my Finn God. looks yeah. like and, he and walked out of a Hollister ad half the time. Yeah. Totally. So, totally. Yeah, that was that time. It's good. God. It's a fun time capsule. You don't think of it because it's only like ten years ago, but you can look at some things and be like, like every time they reference a meme, every time they do a song mm-hmm. that we haven't heard again since like this Especially show. Especially this season. Yeah. There's a lot of like yeah. well, that's, staples of two thousand. That's also a kind of saying, like, because this season is coming off of like the first season they were unknown, they were still trying to like gain traction but now that they've like people have discovered oh glee is a big deal they're willing to give them the rights to their music mm-hmm. um right oh my god Sp- right. speaking of like people granting rights um i was reading like the production notes on this and apparently they tried to get a bjork song on here Ooh. Oh, and they couldn't that's... clear the rights because she doesn't have a telephone number that's wow. on brand. That's that track. They that's tried so to get Bjork. a Bjork song. That's... They couldn't get a hold of her. And then eventually, when they did, she was like, mm, "I'm not opposed to you using my songs, but the context you're trying to use, whatever song it was, isn't gonna work for me." So, yo, I just imagine she got like a fucking letter in the mail saying, "Hey, this is the idea, neglected artists," and she had to write back, "Fuck you." Right? Like... Yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly, not like of all of the examples they put out on the show, Bjork is actually yes. a, a better yes. one. <laughs> sure. Yes, I know. Neglected. Yeah, she's well known, but like her music. Everyone like everyone knows about Bjork, but I don't think anyone, everyone can name a Bjork song. Right. They like absolutely. She's known for her like energy and her like her shtick, as opposed to like her really good music. Yeah. Um. And she doesn't have a phone number, or at least she didn't in 2010, which is hilarious. Love that. I love that for Uh, her. Well, should we talk about the music in this episode? Yes, let's do Great. it. Great. So here's the first of our informal questions. Um, so imagine it's 2010. You have yep. uh, a nice uh, iPod of your choice, and you have mm. like a dollar to spend on it, and you're going to go to iTunes and purchase one of the songs from this episode to put on your iPod. Um, oh. As to review, uh, the songs that we got, I'm not counting bubble toes because that was just a jack johnson song it was not a cover by glee if you want to own a jack johnson song that's your business so not a lot (laughs) to choose from today it is all by myself i follow rivers turning tables or ain't no way you got to pick one of these songs to own Mm -hmm. i think it's kind of it's between um ain't no way and the river flows um because both of those songs, I have to say, I don't think I knew very well, and I would like to know them better. <laughs> so, yeah, maybe the river flows. Yeah, I'm saying it I right. Follow right? That's the, uh, I follow rivers. See, that's why <laughs> we really, I need to learn song. it more. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I would say that one. Mm-hmm. I want, and I want to hear how yeah. it ends. Ian, same. Yeah, that's my answer as well. Especially like one, justice for Tina. Right. Two, it's clearly a great song, and I want to hear her sing the whole yes, thing. Yes, that is actually mm-hmm. ex- exact same reasons. I want I want to give it the credit it's due, and I want to hear her. Yes. I want to hear her full cover of that song, because and I think that's a good mark of a Glee cover is that you want to hear what that cover would sound like. Yes, unanimous mm-hmm. vote. I know, Wild. and you know what, Glee. Hey Glee, if you're listening, look what you should have done. Um, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, Glee. Let, let it was learn. released as a single, but only 
only I think uh Ain't No Way and All By Myself actually charted. Um I didn't know anything. Right, there was a time these holy crap. I know, I forgot these things charted. This was a huge deal. Yeah. Yeah. Oh wait, no, it was all by myself and turning tables charted. Oh. Turning Turning tables tables charted? charted. Okay. Well then, that's because people thought. Yeah, it was they're a like they they, they they got they got they right turned out. turning tables into they typed into iTunes and thought the first one was going to be Adele and instead it was Gwyneth Paltrow and Auto Tune. Right, or they yeah. had to get yes. the Gwyneth Paltrow cover because it's like let's see how Viola from yes. Shakespeare in Love does this. <laughs> Do you think that was her most well known role at the time? I don't know. I mean, it's I mean, it's mm. just the one she got her Oscar for. That's true. Um, Fair enough. Part two of our or part two A of our little uh, post show quiz. Um, though you are a newbie to Glee, um, mm-hmm. you may, you may not have answers to these. We're going to play the game anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, is there a musical artist or an entity or anything musical that you would have liked to see Glee perform? Yes. In its time. Oh, uh, yes. Ever? And it can be, yeah. you can name anything, even if it has ended up being done by Glee and you just have the pleasure of not knowing that, that is fine. Right. Or like even something that like came out Post since Glee. Glee ended. Wow. Something that Glee could be, that they could Gleeify. Yeah. Interesting question. Okay, you know what? Um, I've been really getting into Linda Ronstadt <gasps> in, the last, yes. okay. <laughs> in the last couple of years. Um, cool. I saw a documentary of hers on um, yes. the freaking airplane um and i was like oh my god i know these songs but i don't know who this person is and i think it's like talk about neglected artists Mm. like not that she was ever neglected she was very Mm -hmm. successful but like i feel like of all of the resurgence of people from you know decades ago she needs to come back and that and glee would have been a really good opportunity to yeah get a new a generation um that's not a genre that glee really tackled a lot probably because they ended up being too focused on theater and pop basically yeah but it would have been really good linda veered into pop Mm -hmm. you know she Mm -hmm. did pop rocky kind of stuff i still want a biopic i feel like that i want i want vanessa hutchins i think to be interesting i would watch that that i would watch the hell out of that all right yeah yeah part to be mm-hmm. is there a musical artist or entity or anything musical that you are happy glee could not touch or did not touch uh, or did not touch oh oh my god you know again i don't really know a lot of what they did or didn't mm-hmm. touch um and i feel like i i really want to know how they handled what they did yeah. touch to know what i don't want them to touch um uh, having said that did they do Destiny's Child? Let's Did find they? out. Do do do. Because I would, I'd be afraid of that. I think. As you should. They have done. Yes. They have done more than one Destiny's Child song. In fact, oh Ian, you've heard two of them. Which Wait, ones? I think Wait. Ian, they're both very recent. Basically, they did Bootylicious is- in the Hairography episode, oh, and the Warblers did, yes. did Bills, Bills, Bills. That was only like yes. seven okay. episodes ago. I know. Yeah, I actually think me. I've seen. I think I've seen the video of Bills, Bills, Bills on Glee, and I was actually very impressed. They by went it. with acapella, all boys school rendition yeah. of Bills, Bills, Bills. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I don't. Yeah, I guess I'm. I don't. I don't know if I feel that precious about anything that I wouldn't want them to touch because I feel like. Okay. If, with the way they did Bills, Bills, Bills. 
I'm pretty happy about it. I mean, okay, I'll say I hope they don't do any more Adele, because yeah. <laughs> if this was any indication. That's a fair They ask. can do Adele, but they need to choose the right thing. Uh, that was only the first of one, two, three, five oh, other. Boy. Oh, wait, they're going to do Chasing Pavements one day. That's funny. Okay. <laughs> Good. I can't wait for that episode, and then I think it's Turning Tables. Here's hoping they read the room this time. That's the thing. Glee mm-hmm. has the talent to do a lot of songs, but the problem they often have is reading the room. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So I guess I'd also say I hope they don't. They never did R. Kelly. I think <laughs> like, that's a. They I did. don't think they did. I think they have at least. I'd be hard pressed to believe they didn't do remix to ignition. They did not do remix to ignition. That's... There is one R. Kelly song listed on this, and I don't even know when it could be from, or. What's, no. what it is so glee never they don't always succeed okay, okay. they do not do oh, remix well. okay. to ignition though which thank god because i can't imagine a situation in which it would have been appropriate for them to do right 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 so thank god thank god um but lenny thank you so yeah. much for breaking down this episode with us um, oh my god, thank you so much for having me. If you would like people to find you on social media, um, where can they do so? And um, where can they find your podcast? And pl- Go Everything. ahead and plug yes. away anything you want to. Absolutely. Okay, so um, I'm, I would say I'm the most active on Instagram. I'm at Lanny Harms, L-A-N-I-H-A-R-M-S. I'm also on TikTok, um, so you can find me there. Um, and then my podcast is at They Thought I Was You on Instagram. Um, and then, uh, we're on anywhere that you can find podcasts. So, um, yeah, find us on Instagram, find us on Apple music, all Apple music, Apple podcasts, all that stuff, (laughs) all the places. (laughs) Find us, find us. I have a good time there. I have a good time there and we'll have a good time with you. Yay. Awesome. That's my plug. Yeah. (laughs) Sweet. Um, Ian, why don't you go? Where can people find you? Sure. Um, you can find me at ibroski on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, ibroads on TikTok. Ianjbrodsky.com. Um, uh, I'm doing this thing where like I'll record uh, like a a take of uh, one of my songs for you with least of all sound recordings. So if you're interested in getting a personalized vinyl single of mine, um, that information is on my social media account. So check it out there. Um, that is my plug. And uh, Karina, where can they find you? Oh, you can find me uh, on. Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok, all under the same handle, which is Epic Adventure of. Um, I have no such extraneous projects to plug, um, which I guess is a great segue to lead me about where you can find this show. The thing yes. I'd like to plug, if you're already listening, though, silly to double plug, but you can find this show at Glee Aggressive on Twitter and Instagram. You can technically find it at, at Glee Aggressive on Facebook. That's your business, I guess, if you want to do that. <laughs> and then you can um, email us in long form at gleeaggressive uh, Glee at gmail.com to give us your thoughts and feelings that will need a little more space to grow. Do we have a prompt for them, a writing prompt yeah, this um, week? Email us. Oh, did we already ask them what their favorite Gwyneth Paltrow was? No. No. Email us. You can do that, or you can tell me what your favorite flavor of saltwater taffy is. Okay, sure. I like the ones that it tastes like peppermint. Mm. I like the ones that are like vaguely chocolate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like vaguely chocolate with a little banana in Ooh, it too. Yeah. Banana is also a very good flavor Ooh, of yes. saltwater taffy. Yeah. 
That's the mm-hmm. thing. I would have mm-hmm. bought a piece of saltwater taffy for a quarter in high school, so maybe it isn't totally. such a bad plan after all. I have a bag in my kitchen. I might go have yeah, some. In honor of, yeah, in honor of the night of neglect, go enjoy some saltwater taffy and let us know how it was. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining us. It's uh, You've stuck through this episode, which means you get to join us next time when we watch season two, episode 18. Oh, it is called Born This Way. Ian, do you have any idea what that could mean? Is it a Lady Gaga part two episode? Not entirely. Okay. It's also mm. long. It is like, I think the first time Glee mm. was given the chance to have like a double episode, hour and a half maybe, of time okay. slots. Wow. So get ready, folks. We're going to buckle in for that one. So thank you all for joining us. Uh, you can join us next time. And this does lead me to ask, Ian, does this episode of Glee make you want to watch the next episode of Glee? No, this episode of Glee does not make me want to watch the next episode So this of is Glee. like a tap out spot for you if this wasn't something you're doing semi-professionally maybe were you i don't know i I can't speak for 2011 ian but i know i have to anyway so it's irrelevant yeah you'd be like you know what fair (laughs)